buying behavior has changed. Prospects don't click on links and emails anymore, and they don't watch the videos you spend hours creating every week. Instead, send personalized gifts and memes using Vidyu. You can quickly create engaging, personalized content that immediately grabs your prospect's attention, helps you stand out in the inbox, and does it all without forcing them to click anything or go anywhere. Head over to vidyou.io slash salescast to sign up for free and spend less time getting your messages across and more time selling. Welcome to The Sales Hustle, the only no BS podcast where we bring you the real, raw, uncut experiences from sales change makers across various industries. The only place where you can get what you're looking for to up your sales game. Today's episode is brought to you by SalesCast. SalesCast helps sales professionals transform the relationship building process and win their dream clients. I'm your host, Colin Mitchell. What is happening, sales hustlers? Welcome to another episode. I've got a fantastic guest. We're going to have a lot of fun. Uh, today, I've got Jared Best Mitchell. Jared's recognized as one of the top content creators on social medias on LinkedIn in the Caribbean and was recently named on Scaled, the 2021 LinkedIn Watchlist Top 56 Leaders in Sales. Jared and I are going to be talking about social selling, LinkedIn, and why are people still scared to sell in the current circumstances and... Uh, We'll see where it goes. Jared, welcome to Sales Hustle. Good afternoon, Colin. Ooh, thank you so much for having me. Yeah, awesome, man. Excited to be before here. before we jump in here, just give us the short version, the, the Cliff Nose version of your of your sales story. Um I've been in sales my entire life since two thousand and six. Um starting with Digicel, which is the largest telecom provider in the Caribbean. Left there after five years in charge of their public sector, literally because I was bored. I have a short attention span. So if I'm not challenged, I tend to find something new. Um, went to DHL for one year, which is the other thing about me. I'm, I'm, I'm in love with the color yellow. I'm very obsessed with it. <laughs> I was that obsessed when I said, hey, let's go to DHL because it's yellow. And I've gone to companies such as Microsoft, Nokia, Samsung, all being successful and just being ridiculously obsessed with sales, not just selling for myself, but um, helping customers and helping individuals in sales roles become better. And at the at tw in November 2019 is when I saw the sign from the universe to leave the corporate world and venture onto my own and actually start doing sales training, LinkedIn training, which I do um, not just in Trinidad, but the Caribbean and the world. And as I say, just having fun every single day doing it. All right. Awesome. You kept it short and sweet, man. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, one thing that stuck out that, that, that I don't hear people say very often is you're obsessed with sales. Mm -hmm. tell, me, tell me more about that. Well, I think for anybody who loves what they do in any field, like think about it. Um, Kobe Bryant was obsessed. Magic, Magic um, Michael Jordan was obsessed. All the great athletes, all the great inventors and people in our time, they were obsessed about one thing. And I remember being at Digicel and when I got the job there is when I realized hmm maybe the sales thing really is for me and that's when I just started to learn as much as I can I was always open to learning something new whether it be a new technique a new approach to sales mm -hmm. I was always one to definitely be out there to try it and definitely be okay with getting rejected because that was the only way to learn so I just became ridiculously obsessed and I think when I left Digicel 
I was the top performing person, even though I was in a public sector role, which was very challenging, mm-hmm. but I was growing it by 28%. And I left because I literally said, I wonder if I'm good at sales in mobile or if I'm good in sales just in general. Mm. And I was like, let's go test that out. I'm okay if I fail, but let's go test it out to see. Like That's how obsessed I was about it. It was just to see if everything I was learning was applicable to one industry or was it applicable to the entire profession. Wow. I love that. Um, That takes a level of confidence that you don't see in a lot of sellers today. Well, I would say fear. It's it's like good fear, like nice little push to make you say, I'm okay with failing because I I don't want to like, I'm this kind of person where I can't be stuck in a company for like in one role for like five, six years because I don't see how it could be challenged. So for me, it wasn't about confidence. It's just trying to, as I'm very self-aware. So for me, it's just trying to understand Jared, where are your boundaries at? Where, where, what are you great at? What are you good at? What are you bad at? It was just testing the waters. Yeah, no, I love that. And, 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 and it, you said, you know, you did that in, in going to in a new role, but then also in, within your role, um, being willing to try new things, right? And, and I think that that's mm-hmm. where a lot of salespeople can struggle, where, you know, whether they're trying to figure out how to use LinkedIn or figure out how to, you know, you, you, you know start to incorporate social selling or you know, not sure how to navigate the certain circumstances, right? Fear holds them back from from really trying these new things in their role to level up their skills and you know sell the way that the new you know a modern buyer wants to buy today. Yeah, correct. So for me, I think what really worked was that when I learned the information, as soon as I learned it, I shared it with others, and I think that's what really helped me because I got their perspectives. But some of those persons, because they weren't aware, they also tried it. So. Um, as you said, I was very obsessed with like platforms like LinkedIn from early. Um, I've been on it since mm-hmm. 2009, but um, I became known because I was one of the few persons who's putting out content. And I think you know LinkedIn's ratio. I think only 1% to 3% of LinkedIn's entire base actually post content. So for me doing that wow. in Trinidad, it stood out. And I was always the one who was just like, if I learn something, I'm going to share it with everybody that I know. And that's just literally how you just start building and increasing your knowledge because nothing grows in a silo. Yeah. So, so what are some things that you see are working on LinkedIn today that people should be trying if they're not? I would go with my biggest thing, um, which is, of course, putting content out. I know a lot of persons are fearful of it, but content, like this, this is a saying I have. I would say content is what content is the journey that you take a prospect along to becoming your customer and for me i just put out content there that answers as many questions that people may have about me and i know it Mm -hmm. works because persons when they reach out to me are like i saw your profile i saw your content i want to see if what you do works for me it's never about tell me more about yourself it's about jared let me give you my scenario and let me see if you repeat it back in your words how it works and so my 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 clients and my prospects are at the buying stage I don't have to work that much to actually convince them. And I think if you understand about putting that content out, that's where you get the ball rolling. The other magic that I do, which I see few people doing, and over the years I have done a strong 2021, I may have lapsed on it a bit, but when I connect with people on LinkedIn, I send you a video. That is just mm-hmm. a thing I do. It's a personalized video. It's not generic. So if, I think when we connected, Colin, you got a message. Colin, thanks so much for connecting. Really looking forward to engaging with you and your content. A non-pitchy message just to say, hi, express some gratitude, mm-hmm. and wish the individual all the best. 
Those two things Man, to me. Man, I think I, I feel, I'm feeling a little neglected. Yeah. I don't think I got a video, Jared. What? I think I got no. a voice DM. I'll, I'll give you I'll give you a pass, man. I got a voice DM. I will check Cullen. Hold on. I'm taking up my phone here now. <laughs> that is not possible. Hold on. Hey, maybe maybe you weren't in a place to, to, to do a video. I don't know. I'll, I'll give yes, you a pass Yes, okay, you're that. correct. You got a voice DM, yes. I wasn't <laughs> in a place where I could have... I apologize, but... Hey, but voice DM is, is, is the second best thing to, to video, right? Like, if you can't do a video... Maybe you're still one of those people, and, and I'm not saying this is the case for you, but there's still some people that are still uncomfortable on video, right? Like, that's yeah, but, a challenge. So, Yeah, but aren't we meeting people face-to-face? So why are you uncomfortable with video? Before we got into lockdown and before we switched to yeah. virtual, we were doing face-to-face. So how were you uncomfortable then? Like, to me, I treat LinkedIn and all other social media platforms, it's just the real world and digital. So if I met you in real, am I going to pick up my phone and text and say, hi, nice to meet you, Colin? No. I'm going to send you a video. I want you to see my face. I want yeah. that connection to start. And because so few people do it, I stand out. Yeah. So give me give me kind of the, the structure of the video, right? Like reaching out to your prospects or somebody connects with you, you know, mm-hmm. keeping it short, you know, what are some tips, things to do, things not to do with, with, with following this recipe of, of using video in that initial interaction in the LinkedIn DMs? Oh, yeah. So when the person connects with me or I connect with them whichever way, what I do is I go to their profile and I check them out to see what I can learn about them to context into that conversation. I check to see if they have a post. So if they post something that I like, I could mention that into the conversation. But the key thing to note is a couple of things. I don't start my conversation by saying, hi, this is Jared or hey, good morning. No, I don't do any of those things. I start with your name. I say, Colin, even if you check your voice note, I say, Colin, then I might say happy Wednesday, happy Thursday. How are you doing? I don't start with anything but your name because I want to get your attention because that's going to stand out. And then I just go into a simple greeting. Thanks so much for connecting. Um, Was just looking at one of your pieces of content. You shared a recent podcast with Marcus Chan. And I really love when you had this type of interaction about this particular topic. Really looking forward to engaging with more of the content. And besides that, I just want to wish you all the best for 2021. That's awesome. I love that. Uh, And then once they respond. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, yeah. So the the key there is like people remember how you you know I talk about this all the time, sales hustlers. But you're gonna hear it again. People remember how you make them feel, right? Mm-hmm. And in the structure of that message, you're hitting all the marks of making them feel good, right? You're you're starting with catching yeah. their attention and using their name, which is the first thing that they hear, right? You're you're showing that you took the time and you care enough to check out their profile, check out a piece of content, you're saying something thoughtful about it. And people on the platform want people to follow their content, right? So you're already talking about adding value in in something that you know there's a really good chance that they care about. And then the key there is you didn't ask for anything. Nothing. But I use that as the catalyst to start everything in terms of my process for social selling because if you respond to me, and I have about a 50% response rate, which is pretty good, but when you respond to me, if you fit my ICP, then I go into my process because I could use your profile to context what it is that, that qualifies as my ICP. So I may look at someone's profile and I said, hey, I noticed you've been commenting about this particular sales topic. What has been your challenge with regards to that? And I start that conversation. 
And I, what I do is that I try and think up of at least a minimum five questions to ask that individual about them without mentioning anything that I do. It is a great um, strategy because, like, think about it. You and mm. I are talking here. I'm seeing Colin Mitchell's name. If I go on your LinkedIn profile, I see all about you. There's no need for me to start talking about myself. That person has seen it. That's why they could connect. But if I start talking more about them, I already have them thinking, okay, this is weird because this person is legit trying to figure me out versus talking anything about themselves. Mm. And if you go through that process of about five to 10 questions, they will automatically ask. So Jared, tell me about you now. You've asked a lot about me and they become more genuinely interested. And those persons in a lot of cases, they either take my service or they recommend somebody who needs my service or both. So either way, it's a win-win. Yeah. All right, sales hustlers, you're going to have to listen to that piece again because the, what, what, what Jared's talking about here is he's showing genuine that he's genuinely curious about the person. And, 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 and by doing that, it stands out so much and is so different than what they're used to getting, which is people talking about themselves or what they do or how they yep. think they could help, that it makes them then curious about you, Jared, right? Am, am I getting that right? Yep, that's exactly it. And let me give one final tip on this. If you ever come across a prospect or a contact name on LinkedIn and you can't pronounce the name, that is the best conversation starter <laughs> ever. Because I message someone and I might say, like, I'll give you the perfect example. Somebody from Germany once connected with me. Her name is spelled J-O-K-E. And I said, nope, there's no way that is exactly how you pronounce it. And... Thankfully, I had a friend living in Germany and she told me how to pronounce it. So it's Yoke, not joke. So I immediately, when I messaged her, I said, hey, hi, Yoke. And I researched your name before I messaged you because I wanted to get it right. I know your name is probably very common in Germany, but in the Western side, in English countries, you know what the word represents. And I didn't want to get that wrong, but I just wanted to say thanks for connecting, Yoke. Hope all is well. Wishing you all the best for 2021. Yeah, yeah. Like, that started my conversation. Yeah, yeah. It, it, I took that one-minute conversation just to show that I'm interested, research, and put it into context in my first message. Yeah, and, and the key here, Jared, is people are just, I mean, people in sales, you know, always just think they're too damn busy to take these extra little steps. But these extra little steps don't mm -hmm. take a lot of time but they're essential to having high quality engagement relationships and conversations with people. You know, it shows that you care and you take the time because you really never know. I mean, the simplest thing of not pronouncing somebody's name properly immediately, if we go back to people, remember how you make them feel right. And if you would have called her joke, mm -hmm. <laughs> I don't think you would have made her feel pretty good. Her first impression of Jared would not be very good. It would be like, but here's the interesting thing. I did a survey on LinkedIn with that about if, if somebody gets your name wrong, like on a cold call, if somebody reaches out to you and they pronounce your name wrong, is that a big deal? And I had, I think, over a thousand responses and 61% said no. Mm. So, but, 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 but and perspective, I was like, right? What's a big deal? Right. So it's, yeah. it's interesting. Mm -hmm. But what somebody thinks is a big deal versus what somebody else thinks is a big deal. There could be could be different. Right. 
And, and, and it also, and there's Correct. a lot of variables that matter there. Like what kind of day are they having? Right. <laughs> right. I mean, and, and, yeah. and so I like so many, variables. sometimes I like it to, you know, I love what you did there where you took the time and did the research and then, and then, you know, mentioned that. Um, but also if you're not sure, just be honest and say, you're not sure. Hey, I don't want to mess up your name here. I'm not sure how to pronounce it. Do you, do you mind helping me out? <laughs> yep. And it works. Trust me. It is one of the best ways to start a conversation with a prospect. It honestly is. Okay. So now I want to take a step back a little bit because we talked about the, the video and the DM and we kind of went in that direction. Um, but one mm-hmm. of the one of the key things that you mentioned about uh, part of your you know social selling and, and LinkedIn strategy is, is posting content. And I think this is where a lot yeah. of sellers get confused because they're like, hey, everybody's telling me I got to invest in my personal brand. I, I need to level up my profile. It shouldn't look like a resume. I need to be posting content. And, and a lot of them are unsure what do I post, right? And so they might mm-hmm. be posting stuff that the company's putting out or resharing stuff or whatever. So where do they start and what should they be posting? What type of content? First, where, first where they should start is optimizing their profile. And the reason why I say this is that an optimized profile by itself will get you business. It won't get you as much business as posting content, but just having it optimized so people can find you is key. If you want to post company info what i see people doing is that they go to their company's page and they share bad idea don't recommend that yeah what i recommend you do is you copy and paste the image you create it as your own post and then you put your two words to it why is this important to your customers don't just share it as product info share it as if you're explaining to a company in front of their face listen mr customer the reason why this is important for you is because this can help increase your productivity this can help eliminate X yeah. and Y. This actually allows your team to do this, which you're not able to do before. And not only that, we have actually been able to do it for the top, the Fortune 1000 companies for yeah. this year. We're actually market leader. That type of context works in your, when it is actually share company info. Yeah. What I've seen now, because companies are kind of trying to in, invade an individual's LinkedIn profile because my LinkedIn profile is mine. It's not the company's own. But I know for a lot of companies, there's, there's Ariel Lee, who's on LinkedIn, a great insurance advisor. She's actually posting some marvelous content that is, that is being vetted by her compliance team. But it's just to make sure that you're putting out the right type of info that doesn't really cross the line. So there is a way to get it done where you can be yourself, like how you speak to a customer, mm-hmm. and post that content. Yeah. The tip I would give everyone is that you need to think about your conversations at the end of the day. All of us have so many conversations that we overthink it because it's second nature. I look at every conversation I have and I think, what was the message in that conversation and can it help others? And I put that information out. But I put it in an anonymous way. I don't say, I spoke to Colin Mitchell out of California. No. I say, had a great conversation, one of the top podcasters out in the US, and the topic was focused around X and Y. And that's how I frame the conversation. And then I talk about the takeaway. Yeah. So there are ways to do it. It just takes a little bit of trial and error, but it's super important that you have content into your strategy for 2021. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So I love, I love two tips there you gave for, for, for posting content for sellers, right? Number one, take the Mm -hmm. company stuff. Don't just share from the page, maybe take an image, maybe even post the link in the comments, right? But the post should have your thoughts, right? Your take on it or sort of your recap, right? From, from the way that you break it down or maybe adding something to it. Right. Uh, I I love that as a, as a simple way to kind of get started. Right. 
and, and then that can, you know, mm-hmm. after doing that for a while, you might start to kind of build that muscle of just starting to create some original content, right? Um, Correct. It's a great way to get started. Yeah, and, and so then, I, and then I like the other example that you gave, Jared, um, which is to be thinking of the conversations that you have, right? We're we're having conversations with prospects, you know, internal in the team, external with you know prospects, customers, partners, you know, and so you really got to have content on your mind all of the time. You know, how can I turn this conversation into an anonymous, you know, piece of content or adding some value to the people that might care about this same thing that I talked about with this prospect or might have this same problem that we're working on solving or might have this, you know, same issue that we have solved for, you know, this particular customer. So you got to have content on your mind all the time to be coming up with these ideas Um, and, and just just in your role with what you're doing. The, so, so are you actually like documenting some of these or like creating some sort of like process around turning conversations that you're having into content ideas? The, all right. So just yesterday I was talking to a, a content manager on this. I actually don't use content calendars or anything. All I have <laughs> is I have my own number added to WhatsApp. And when I have ideas, I put it there. And when I'm ready to put it out, I just go back to WhatsApp and I check to see the ideas. So like after yeah. I'm finished with you, I have some videos to record. I just go straight to WhatsApp. One, two, three. Write out the three topics. And if you've ever seen my videos, you notice there's no editing. I do videos in one take. I don't, because that takes up too much time. I probably do two or three takes, but eventually just one flow of the content. So if you want to make it easier for yourself, add your own number to WhatsApp where you can send video, voice recordings, um, and pictures so that you can easily pull information out when you need it to repurpose it into content. That's what works for me. Yeah, that's an awesome little hack right there. You know, because you you get an idea and you're in the thick of the day and it's not, you don't have time to record. And then, you know, that idea might be gone and you might forget it. So, so having a Mm -hmm. process for documenting it, keeping track or putting it somewhere like you mentioned in WhatsApp is, is huge so that, you know, you're not sitting there like, okay, now I need to come up with some content ideas. Um, you just have basically a place to pull from ideas and, and maybe some of those ideas make the final cut. Maybe some of them don't right (laughs) in the moment they might feel like a great idea. And then when you're ready to record, like, Hey, that might not been such a great idea. Yeah, yeah, because, but you see, that's the beauty of it. So like, I can pick up my phone and I'll go to, and I'm like, right, that, all right, that idea was crap. How did that even get there? But it's just the fact that we have so much things going on in our brain, like it's a dump so that it doesn't take up too much time and I could focus on selling. Like that's how I look yeah. at things. Like it's literally about, okay, let's, if we have information going around in our minds, how can we take that and put it into content? That's, that's how I look at things. And I can tell you, even though I have that method, I still miss stuff because I'm sure all your sales hustlers would agree you always get content when you're in the shower or right before bed. That's when all yeah. the, the content ideas are like, hey, Jared, think yeah. about this. Here's the scenario. Yeah. And I literally have to jump up from my bed and rush across to my phone. And so, <laughs> yeah. 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 No, I don't know what it is about the shower, man, but I get a lot of yeah. ideas in the shower. And I, I have a, um, I don't use WhatsApp, but I use, I have a Slack channel that's ideas. Mm-hmm. And so I just, pound the keyboard really quick in that Slack channel. Like, got to get this out, man, before I forget it. And I would say half of them end up being decent. Half of them, like, eh, it seemed like a good idea in the moment. I would take 50% <laughs> of ideas every single yeah. day of the week 
once yeah. I could get it out there. Yeah. But it's no, it's really an interesting one where like why do I have to I wonder if there's a research behind the bathroom and going to bed and why those are the two places where ideas come. But that's how it is. Yeah. So you have a conference coming up right around the corner. Tell tell the sales hustlers about this conference. Why should they care about it? Where can they find out more about it? All that good stuff. Yeah, so I have a myself and my business partner, we founded a a, a team called Sales as a Profession. It started with us doing um Instagram lives, then it and then it evolved into networking events, and then it evolved into a sales conference. So we're the only people who actually do a sales conference in the Caribbean, specifically dedicated to sales. Um, this is our third year doing it. Um, given the pandemic, we are still doing it 100% virtual. Um, it's eight speakers, and what we focus on is just the whole approach to sales. And this year, the topic is mind share before market share. How do you get top of mind with your buyers when they're ready to make the purchase? So. I am speaking on social selling. My business partner is talking about how you utilize HubSpot's your CRMs. We have our keynote speaker out of Israel. Um, she's just she's a HubSpot leader. She's actually going to be talking about how sales and marketing need to be put together. We have different mm. leadership modules. We have content um, marketing for B two B businesses. We have how they use virtual events to create um, sales. Um, we have data mining involved because in terms of how we sell to our customers, we need the data to understand what are they looking for, what are their challenges. So we are covering it from a completely wide landscape, but very niche specific on topics to help sales professionals. And the beauty about this is that we are using everyone local. So they're all from Trinidad and Tobago, even the keynote speaker, even though she's in Israel, she is from Trinidad. Um, but it is, a, it is a conference that's just designed to help you take one or two actionable items, put it into your business and see your business grow. Because I think that's what a lot of people don't look at when they go to conferences or go to events. Like you pay for a conference, but have you prepared your mind to say, all right, if I'm going to a sales conference, what is the one key takeaway I'm looking for to implement? And they don't look at it that way. They go to a conference and then they sit down thinking their world is going to change. Action is what makes your world change. So... People who come to our conference, they take action on those small items. And as I say, they expand on it. So we are very happy to be doing it for the third year. You can buy tickets on our website, which is salesasaprofession.com. And you would definitely enjoy on June 17th, just learning from a Caribbean perspective, how important sales are, especially now where the economy is. And I would be biased in saying this, but I think the sales hustlers would agree. Nothing happens until a sale is made. We have the most important role right now in the world, and you cannot underestimate how important you are to the recovery of every single economy. Absolutely. I think all the sales hustlers would agree with that, Jared. We will drop the link for you sales hustlers in the show notes. Jared, thanks for coming on today. If you enjoyed today's episode, Thank please you. write us a review, share the uh, podcast with your friends, and as always, we're listening for your feedback. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of Sales Hustle. Are you a sales professional looking to take your sales career to the next level? If the answer is yes, then I want you to go over to salescast.co. Check us out. And if you feel that you are ready, set up a time to talk with me and my co-founder, Chris. I'm your host, Colin Mitchell. And if you enjoyed this episode, feel free to leave us a review and share the podcast with your friends.